Okay, so this is Nicole, Coleology. I'm doing a consciousness podcast, and today I have Naomi Grossman on. And as most of my listeners know, I'm dyslexic, and I hate doing the introductions. And Naomi was so kind to give me such a long introduction that I just started recording and had so much anxiety. I asked to stop and restart, which is something I've never done on the podcast because I believe in no edits because life has no edits, and I did it, and we just had a little small laugh, and Naomi, she is, um, hi, thank you for being here. <laughs> You're fine. <high. laughs> um, she is Pepper on FX's American Horror Story, and she was named um, one of the top 10 breakout stars of 2014. And some things that you might not know about Pepper is that she is a writer, a producer, and stars in um, her own hit solo shows. The latest one was on Carnival Knowledge, and it traveled. It went to Scotland. It went to London West End, and it was also off-Broadway. And it was very successful. Um, she also was in a solo endeavor, Girl in Argentina Landscape, and it also received critical, critical acclaim um, from LA Weekly for Pick of the Week. And she has done several other things, um, a graduate of Northwestern University and a member of the Steam Grounding Sunday Company. Uh, she has also starred in numerous comic shorts um, under her Red Meat Entertainment banner, which has screened in LA comedy short film festivals, Trimedia film festivals, uh, uh, many. I, I think that there's like 10 listed here. Um, one of the funniest ones, which I didn't even know was, um, the wet your pants comedy film festival. And I would love to hear how your creativity, your love for creating and consciousness kind of merge. Oh, that's, that's a loaded question. How my love of creating and consciousness yeah, maybe mm. like merge or how that takes form for you personally and professionally. And and if you want to speak to that or even if you want to go somewhere else, if your impulse is to like talk about something else, I'm I'm down. No, no, I just I, I, it's such a loaded question. Um, I mean, as far as being creative, I just think that, you know, you're you're kind of like born with this need or not, you know, like I. I just sort of like have to be creating something or else I'm miserable. <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like um, if I don't have something that I'm sort of brewing in my brain, it's, it's empty and I'm bored and I, I don't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. And it usually, I usually then occupy it with things that are not healthy. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I, uh, I think it's just really important for creators and creative people to create. And um, so that's been sort of my therapy, really. Um, uh, and I figure, my goodness, you know, so many people seek therapy in so many other ways, um, some of which are really destructive, others maybe not so much, but at least, like, uh, I feel like it's a it's it's my place to sort of um, exercise my demons. You know what I mean? Like I feel like so many of the kind of absurd stories that <laughs> that befall my uh, befall me would be wasted if I weren't a creative person. You know what I mean? Like if I was just some I don't know real estate agent. Not to say that there's anything wrong with real estate agents. It's just not, it's not a creative profession. I think we can agree on that. Yes. Um, but, um, or not necessarily. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, uh, this way, at least like if I'm going to have a, a two dozen terrible boyfriends, like at least I can like go home and write about them. You know what I mean? Put them on stage, uh, create something hilarious and beautiful, hopefully of it all. No, you know? I love that you're speaking to this because part of the consciousness podcast for me is bringing healing to the world and then <clears throat> continuing my experiential learning of what healing can potentially be or is in the world and how to integrate that more into my life. Um, dependent on my uh, guest, I've learned so much or thought of different ways of like expanding my horizon 
of thinking about healing. And I love that you're speaking to your profession being like your therapy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, I don't know, you know, people ask me, Oh, how do you like LA? Cause I'm, I'm coming up on my 20th year here now. And it's like, I don't even think of it as a city. I think of it as a place where I can do what I love. Right. Um, and what I love just happens to be my career. Like I, I, it's, it's one of those things where I think I would be doing this. And in fact, I was doing this for a long time before I actually could claim that I made a living at it. Um, it's just, it's all kind of intertwined. It's like my work is who I am and what I do. You know, there's no separation for me. You know, so, uh, you know, if someone were to accuse me of being just so, you know, so consumed with, you know, what I do and and my work, it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my life. You know, other people are consumed with their kids or their, you know, breakfast or, you know, whatever. Like, I think, <laughs> I just say like, you know, cause you can kind of tell from social media what, what, what people value and yeah I I value my career other people their breakfasts other people their kids I don't know right no it's yeah. it's true and so like you're you moved to LA 20 years ago from uh that was from Chicago actually I was uh I'd gone to Northwestern theater school and um yeah just came to kind of get a sitcom and, and before you started actually making a living doing what you love, what were you doing? Oh, my God. I <laughs> Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. There was, like, what I did for money and then what I did to, to feed my passion, which were two very different things, unfortunately. Um, I mean, for a while, it seemed like, literally people would pay me to do anything except act and it was very upsetting I mean I literally I was a Spanish teacher at the Playboy Mansion I I used to drive the Red Bull truck in fact I drove it into a shopping mall because I forgot that there was like a giant can on the top um I used to pose nude in art classes like I was just sort of like I just need a, I need a break. I like, I would have been a super if I didn't need the arm strength. Like I, it, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, really it was like, oh man, you know, I, I, and in the meantime, because, you know, no offense to Red Bull, but it's, you know, driving the, the energy drink mobile is not exactly the most creatively uh you know it's not uh, super inspiring as an artist uh I'm i had sure to it's not what my, you went to college for either no no my fifty thousand dollar a year education was squandered on that one but yeah i mean i needed um I, in the meantime, you know, I needed to feed my soul, you know, so, uh, and so on the side, I would, you know, write, um, comedy, it was mostly, um, sketch, uh, you'd mentioned the Groundlings, that's a, a pretty prominent, um, uh, sketch comedy theater here, it's, um, Melissa McCarthy was actually my, like, little secret there for a really long time, she, she used to perform there, and I remember always thinking, like, when is anybody going to realize, like, how hilarious she is? <laughs> and it was, like, literally me and, like, you know, maybe the other 50 people that were in the in the audience with me. Um, and it, she was just, like, my secret. And actually, she always made me feel like it's okay. It's okay that I'm not, you know, big famous anybody. Um, because, you know, neither is Melissa McCarthy. And if anybody needed to be a big famous somebody, it was her. And so it's very, it's, it's great to see her as a big fat somebody. Um, I should stop saying fat because she's lost a lot of weight. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's, it's a grind and it takes time. And, um, I think so much of it is about, it's, it's not about, um, the end, you know what I mean? It's about the journey there. And then that's kind of what I was saying before. Like 
I think I'd be doing this regardless of whether I or not I, I was making money at it. You know what I mean? Like, Melissa McCarthy, too. Like, she's just one of those people that, like, she was... I'm pretty sure she was perfectly happy doing, um, you know, silly little sketch comedy on Melrose Avenue on Friday nights. And, um, and I mean, sure, she's much happier uh, jetting around doing SNL and, you know, headlining in, in her own movies. But, um, shoot, you know, at the end right. of the day, it's just about, like, feeding your passion and, and doing what you love. And, and if you can get paid at it, even better, but the the money is not where it. That's that's not. That's just nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like an, a bonus. And so, like, what? And so, like, okay. So, what I'm hearing you say is that, like, basically, you did all of these side jobs, and then on the side, you were writing and you were sketching and you were making like light of the life that you were going through and then you kind of did a one-woman show right is that kind of like yeah. what started launching like were you paid at this point or was that kind of the beginning no I was just paying and paying is what I was doing oh you were paying to do it <laughs> well I mean when I say that I mean you know producing theater nobody makes money producing theater it's it's expensive particularly you know um let's say in the UK, uh, where you're using the pound and, you know, like the exchange rate is not to our advantage. Like, yeah, that costs me money. And if there's any, uh, IRS agents listening, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they, you know, they're auditing me for that year. And no, that wasn't just fun. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. Cause I love what I do, but at the end of the day, you know, it was work. Like, don't tell me that climbing uphill both ways in pouring rain at 11 p.m. alone <laughs> in Scotland with a big duffel full of dildos on your back <laughs> is a vacation. It's not. What, what were like, you? I've been on vacation. It's <laughs> what, very different. What was your show about that you had dildos? Uh, well, Carnival Knowledge um, is kind of a... Ah, the first, the first sort of, um, tableau come up is basically me, um, juggling like a bunch of dildos. Uh, it's basically like a metaphor for my life. Um, uh, you know, the idea is that, you know, you gotta keep, if you want to catch one, you gotta, you know, gotta keep a few in the air, you know, you'll drop a few, but you can't. Can't let that get you down. You just gotta keep it moving, you know. I say that, and yet I'm still single. So That's what, what I was just I gonna ask you. Like, how's that going for you? You're right. <laughs> well, and actually, when I first did the show in Los Angeles, the, the juggling is actually just something I I came up with in order to travel. Uh, when I actually did it here at home, I actually had. Um, what I call a wackaweenie, which was actually this sort of contraption. It's kind of like the whack-a-mole that you find at the carnival. <laughs> um, but instead of moles popping up, it's actually, you know, dildos. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. For a while, it was in my kitchen, and I would double it as a cutting, cutting board. <laughs> oh, awesome. But now that I've made it into a bigger place, I'm, it's a little more comfortable. It's in my office. As a, as a wackaweenie should be, you know? Yeah, totally. Are you but, uh, yeah, I like to keep it a little way. In case I do have a gentleman caller, it, usually it's a little... You know, it's a little intimidating. <laughs> they're like, okay, and you are who? Well, and they're wondering, like, why doesn't have armrests? My God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so I digress. You did, so you did that show, and then, so, like, what was this? How, how, how did your path unfold where you finally were getting parts that were starting? Oh, believe to- me, I still was like, you know, here I was, like, I mean, you read the bio. It's like I had all these awesome things sort of coming happening for myself, and yet, like, Hollywood was still not feeling it. Like, they were just like, Naomi who? And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what's it going to take? And, um, yeah, I mean, that was in 2010, and it, even then it wasn't until really, like, the spring, I guess, of 
2012. Um, I mean, all that time I was actually, you know, auditioning and, you know, getting callbacks and on avail and pinned and screen testing and all that good stuff, but never, like, never, never really booked um, until finally um, I got this, you know, part on American Horror Story. But I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy because actually, you know, uh, no one's journey is ever the same. Like, so it's not like there's this one typical story, but you know, for the most part, most people coming, moving to Hollywood would, uh, you know, first audition for itty bitty little, you know, walk on kind of, um, nurse number two to the left type roles. And, you know, and then you, you get, you, you get enough of those. Then they start to entrust you with, you know, guest starring roles and then pretty soon you're you know then you're a series regular one of those yeah basically i couldn't get those little nurse number two to the left type roles really no i couldn't what do you think what do you think that was about i actually have a theory and it actually makes me sound super conceited so bear (laughs) with me but you know they need those parts okay like the the waitress that comes to serve Drew Carey fries right you you need her to just disappear you need her to just walk on you know want fries with that and then <laughs> and then leave the story is not about that waitress like the waitress job is really just to support and 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 just make it look like Drew Carey's not alone in this world like that she's really just like set dressing you know what I mean right and the fact is and here comes the conceited part I don't disappear like I know this for a fact about myself like when I walk (laughs) into a room I make a big big splash you know what I mean like I I dress I dress crazy and I'm loud and I kind of like just make a scene wherever I go and um and I know this I mean I I I I worked as an extra I mean god of all those dangling jobs you think I didn't work background once once or twice I did I tried and literally they were like you you and you're like bright hot pink like get further back like walk slower like do so, like they could not they were like oh my god you're like this I was this like background artist taking all the attention and and, and you know eventually like they just never called me again they're like she can't no like no so um anyway that's why that's my theory that I never I could never really work as a co-star and so actually this little little pepper ended up being kind of this perfect storm of a role because she ended up being you know she was she was small enough in that um they needed a a kind of a no name in the role like they weren't they can't offer somebody like Kathy Bates that part. You know what I mean? First of all, you're paying a premium for Kathy Bates, right? Right. So last thing you're going to do is cover her entire face. <laughs> like the whole point of having Kathy Bates is to show her face because it's a famous face and you're paying for it. So they needed like a, 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 an unrecognizable person in which to like cover their face with prosthetics but at the same time they needed somebody kind of that would stand out enough that uh, that she wasn't just some background artist you know what I mean somebody who was going to be able to make something out of nothing and that is me to a T Hmm. (laughs) you know yeah so um yeah anyway it just it ended up being like the, the perfect you know, it's, it's so, talk about consciousness, like, I, believe me, I would, like, I would beat my head against the wall, like, what is it, like, you know, my friends would be booking left and right, you know, like I said, nurse number two to the left, waitress <laughs> number five, and I was like, what, what is it, like, I'm killing myself here, and I always wondered, like, and then I realized, you know, I never really wanted those roles. Right. Like, who cares? Like, I don't really want to hand any doctor's scalpels anyway. Like, right. Uh, and so, um, you know, we, we kind of like 
micromanage the universe or you know our paths some sometimes yeah and like the fact is like I got to where I needed wanted to go or rather I'm you know I'm close I'm I'm on my way yeah (laughs) you know I can see the paths much clearer than I could for for a while but at the same time like and I I was I thought I was supposed to go you know, one direction, and actually, I needed to go to the other direction, but I ultimately got to the, the same place. Mm, isn't that so interesting? So I think that's kind of a, yeah, that's a good lesson. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's to not, like, micromanage. Like, right, to let well, go. But I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, right. how do you know that? Like, <laughs> just think about the end goal, not necessarily how you're going to get there. Right. Sometimes, like, you'll get there in the most unexpected ways. That's right. And staying open I, to that. Yeah. I yeah. wonder, I wonder just like, because, um, I'm obviously coming from a mental health background. Um, and I, and the only of consciousness for me is like how, like our struggles or our, um, successes play a role in our psyche and like the woes that we went through. And I'm kind of wondering, like, I'm I'm hearing that you obviously have humor, right? I mean, like that must've carried you through a lot of it, but Mm -hmm. was there, was there some places where just because it was so long, I mean, you're talking about 20 years, right? Yeah. Were there some places where you were starting to feel defeated or like lost or like, Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I definitely struggled. Like, did I pick the wrong coast? Like, maybe I should, you know, be doing, be in New York, doing theater, like, you know, and so I entertained that idea. Then, uh, you know, even went there with a show uh, just to kind of get a feel for it. And and that's when I realized, um, you know, New York's great. But at the end of the day, it would be really just a new coast with, different problems it wouldn't fix my problems I would just have new ones right right (laughs) you know so um yeah I think like I said for me what really was the answer was not you know change locations or it was it was just doing what I love like I thought so long it was like I moved out here to be an actress and yet I wasn't acting like I was I was driving across town and uh and auditioning, and by that I do mean, you know, like a commercial audition is sometimes the most sort of humiliating, sort of defeating thing ever. You literally sit in traffic for maybe a half hour, hopefully only that, uh, only to basically stand on a mark, say your name, maybe show your profiles, and, you know, thank you very much. And it's like, really? Like, I just... Went to, I just did like Meisner and Stanislavski for years to for that like you know anyone with a pulse can do that and and they do actually and and half the time they get the roll over you so um, interesting yeah so that's why I was just like oh my god I came out here to be an actress and yet I'm a I I'm <laughs> I'm not acting and so that's when I realized well okay how can we change that well, I need to, if I need to create my own opportunities, you know, they're not being created for me, uh, or at least I'm not, I'm not booking them any, anyway. So I need to, you know, cast myself and that's what I did. And, um, and did it, it, it directly translate to roles? No. Like, that's what's so crazy is like, I was like, uh, you know, having all these lovely successes, at least in the little world of um, solo theater and and uh, whatnot. But at the end of the day, it wasn't necessarily translating into you know parts in Hollywood. However, those those successes did keep me in the in the game. Like they reignited my passion for what I was doing. And, um, I I realized like, Oh, right. This, this is what I love. Like, this is why I do this because it's fun and and I can't do anything else. Well, and literally not only is 
is there nothing else that I'm good at? But like, this is what I, I don't have believe to do. that. I don't believe well, that. Well, that's not true. <laughs> but it, it is at the end of the day. No, truly. I mean, that's silly because you're right. I have other skills. But uh, you um, like the like I'm, I follow you obviously on Facebook. Like, um, and that post with because people she can do like all the yoga poses and that post <laughs> that post with you oh in my next life life I'll be with the traveling circus like you could like you could <laughs> <laughs> thank you I mean but even that that took a long time to you know to get there too the point is like I have tried other lives like I have you know at one point I lived in South America and I entertained just the idea of just sort of I don't know, being an expat and, and who knows, teaching Spanish or, or I don't know what I do there. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I realized, no, it's not, you can't just live in a place you like. I mean, I guess a lot of people do, but I think if you are an artist, if you are someone with sort of a calling and a, like this creative needs like I am, then I think you have to uh, fulfill them. Yeah. Period. Yes, you know, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so not, that's why I say it's what, it's all I could do. Like, it's like I had to do it. Yeah. Like I was, I felt incomplete if I wasn't. Right. What do you, what do you think that is? Like, like, do you, do you subscribe to like a soul's trajectory or what, what do you think that is? Hmm. I mean, I, you're right. I don't know. That's such a good question. I, is it that I'm just stubborn? Like at one point I, it really did occur to me that I just, my ego was so great that I could not possibly face my high school, you know, reunion, <laughs> uh, and be anything but an actress. Like I really, it's so stupid. Like why would anybody care? And like, who cares about them? Like my high school, like, when, that was a thousand years ago. And like, and, and half of those people are, who knows what they're doing and who, who cares what they're doing? So, you know, and, and they certainly don't care what I'm doing, but, and yet, yes, the idea of coming back to that and being like, oh, oh my God, Alexa's listening to our conversation. Did you hear that? No, no. What? Oh, you know those little, like, Alexa, the little, like, um... Oh, I, uh, I saw the commercial. Yeah, the little pop. Yeah, she's totally listening, and <laughs> she's trying to play, like, whatever song I'm... <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, Alexa, this is not about you. Oh, my God, she's lighting up. Okay. Um, it's me time. Uh... Okay. Um, no, but yeah. So like part of it might be ego. <laughs> like I'm just that stubborn. Um, another part of it maybe is just my own like passion. Like I literally, since I was a little girl, like this is all I wanted. And I, I, yes, I found other interests, but, uh, at the end of the day, nothing trumped this, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's really important to aspiring artists and, and certainly actors. Like, it's not an easy road to hoe. So, uh, you know, do go to a liberal arts school. Like, learn other things. Mm. Um, not necessarily because you'll need them, but because you'll want them. Like, it's it's good to, to be at, no, you. I, a lot of my job is networking, like going to cocktail parties and being charming. I'm not even kidding. And so, oh, I believe if, it. Like who you know, all right? All I have to talk about is singing and dancing, and you know, like puke. Like nobody wants to hear about that. Mm -hmm. So you know, all the more reason. Like it's you need to know about the world. You know what I mean. Um, but moreover, because, you know, it will make you a better actor. Like in order to play Pepper, for example, I needed to know something about, uh, psychology and neurology and these, you know, psychiatric disorders. Right. And, um, I needed to know film history and, uh, about the film Freaks, you know, starring Flitzy that my, which my character was modeled after. Like I, there's so many things like. So, uh, you know, an actor wouldn't think that they needed to know neurology and film history. And yet I did. 
you know, so. Do you want to speak a little bit about, about that? What, how that came into, um, the creative like process of you creating who Pepper was? Um, yeah, well, (laughs) I think I kind of went from the, um, outside in, like I kind of, I, I mean, yes, I did a lot of reading about Schlitzy and about microcephaly and, um, but, and I created my own like internal life for her, of course, um, with a coach. Uh, but at the end of the day, a lot of it was just, I, I would watch Schlitzy on a loop and, um, you know, really like nail down his mannerisms and gestures and walk and talk and all that. Yeah. And then once I could really like completely capture him, like do him to a T, that's when I sort of then went inside and went, okay, well, if I'm talking like this and walking like that, then I should probably be, you know, what makes me do that? Like, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's acting, but at the end of the day, like while I'm, when I'm pepper, like all I'm thinking about is like yarn and rats. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm serious. I go full, full bore. Like I'm not, that's it. Like meatloaf is the only thing on my mind, period. <laughs> so, you know, but that's, that's the job too, you know? Yeah. And then, um, since pepper, like it's launched you into what? What are you doing now? Oh my gosh! Well, it's <laughs> she's been, she was quite a little roller coaster there um, for a while. Now I'm I'm actually working on a couple new films in May. I've got I just booked my third movie in May, which is congratulations. When, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> like oh my god! Um, nothing to so three. Ex- nothing. Nothing at all. And then now you're at three in one month. Right. Yeah, (laughs) basically. I mean, you know, since Pepper, I have done a couple other. I did a a film called Fear, Inc., which is on all um, uh, video-on-demand platforms. It's very fun. My role is small, but it's it's fierce. And um, I I have another film called The Chair, which is a a horror movie. Um, It's pretty gory kind of slashery, not my favorite genre, although the genre likes me, so what you gonna do? Um, uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah, listen, I, with that kind of badass haircut, like, yeah, I mean, right. I, I managed to get some roles as some lesbians and really mean moms, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward now to some uh, slightly softer and, um, well, I say softer. One is a uh, vampire rom com. Oh, cool. um, yeah, that'll be fun. I play a vampire, uh, and the other is a zombie, a zombie comedy. And then, then the third uh, is brand new, so I don't even feel like I should talk about it. But okay. it's a, a nice dramatic piece for me. So yeah, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's with. It's hard. It's one of those things where. You, you book something, you never know necessarily what it's going to be, you know, unless it's an established something, like if it's a, if it's a American Horror Story, well, then we know what that is, but, um, you know, if it's a, if it's a movie, well, okay, what does that mean? Is it a movie of the week? Like, is this a movie that will ever see light of day? Like, is this going to be a blockbuster? You know, sometimes it's, it's hard to know, so... Maybe we'll have a follow-up interview, and I'll be able to tell you where where and when you can see it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, keep me posted. And then I kind of have another question, um, kind of diving a little bit deep into, like, this thing that you did with the solo endeavor, because um, you did a lot of a lot of stuff solo to, like, keep your passion alive. And I'm kind of wondering, like, if if in, like, reflection you find that, like, doing all of these things got you closer to knowing who you were in the space of acting and Hollywood and roles that you actually wanted. Cause you said something that I thought was super, um, informative and pivotal is like, you were like, I'm not the side, the second nurse. Like I'm not, I'm, I take center stage and I kind of wonder if you developing all of these, pieces that were kind of going 
unknown for a long time or underground, mm-hmm. underground, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. If that kind of helped you like land into like your sweet spot and ground you into who you were as a professional, um, as an actress. Right. Oh, I think for sure. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize that that's what happening was happening at the time. I was just trying to keep myself sane and creative and happy and, um, yeah, it was just kind of what I felt like I had to do uh, to to keep from sticking my head in the oven. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, it was, you know, I was so disappointed to not be nurse number two to the left. Even though I didn't even want those roles, I still, I felt like that was the way. And so, you know... I, my, uh, you know, creating my own path was sort of my reaction. I was like, well, fine. If you won't cast me, I'll cast myself. And, um, and I didn't realize that like the path I was creating for myself was actually so much more fulfilling. And you know what I mean? Like, ugh. well, and I kind of like, I think that there's something about what you're saying. Right. So like, so like, um, in the world of like, anything's possible and manifestation and, um, just looking at things from different lenses, we, we can create our own, our own, like, um, destiny. Right. Right. So like, I mean, it's, it's out there in the world in several different ways, like be it like the secret uh, in a very pop culture way to like deeper Uh spiritual practices. And I kind of wonder like, what is it that you think you maybe encapsulated, um, that like some people like, I mean, they're, they're doing these things and they want to be able to create their own way, but they're stuck, right? They're kind of like stuck in this, like, I I don't know how to do anything different. What would you say if you could like pinpoint that, that momentum that like switched you in creating your own path and like it, it ultimately unfolded beautifully. Like, what would you say to people who are trying, who are trying to do that? Um, I would just say to do what you love, like what makes you happy, period, (laughs) you know, um, as as, as opposed to trying to think of like, what's going to get you there or, uh, what so-and-so did to, to to make them successful, you know, make themselves successful. Like what is it, what is it that feeds you? Right. Right. never mind what works for somebody else or you think the, um, in my case, you know, producers and casting want, but you know, you could translate that anyway. Um, it's about like what feeds you. Cause ultimately, you know, let's face it. Like, uh, the producers and casting at the end of the day wanted me, you know, yeah. but I didn't, Instead of me trying to figure out, ooh, who's this pepper person? What do they want? What are they trying? What are they looking for? Ooh, how did so and so get hurt? No, none of that worked. None of that applied in my case. It was about, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I it just, was about I, what I'm hearing is it's about like you doing you, like, and being rooted yeah. in who you are. And, you know, like in a funny way, even though I'm not into acting, right? I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a performer. Um, I am. I am obviously creating something, right? And right. I have. Um, and and I feel like mine's like a soul driven path. And I think like it. It can be like sometimes interlinked with ego. So I can totally um, relate to some of the things that you're saying. And I think it's interesting that you're naming like do what you love because I. I think that that's like the thing that carries me through when I'm exhausted after I come home from work and then I still have to do my podcast and then I have to do all this stuff around my podcast and I have also to like take care of my child and I'm a single mom and all of that stuff like the thing that like drives me to continue going forward is that I actually like believe and love what I'm doing. So, um, and, and right now I, and this is the part that I'm so glad you just actually spoke to, uh, I'm not paid, right? This is like, I'm doing it for free for the love of like, whatever that means for me in the future. Maybe I don't know. And, and like you saying, about like letting the love kind of carve the path and like 
and then ultimately it like unfolds, it's like, oh yeah, that that's right. Like, that's right. Like maybe right now it's not going to be like this monetary thing, which obviously like it, for me, it's not all about monetary, just like you were speaking to earlier, but like, yeah, that would be fucking nice to be able to like, like have some extra cash, right? Like it's true. So, so like, I love, I love that you're like talking about that because there's something in that. Like, so, so just figuring out what it is that like, um, that motivates you to be more fully you and happy and alive. And I, I love that you're speaking to that because I think like, um, everything you've said, like, is that for you, right? Everything you've shared has been like, it hasn't been just this easy path. It's been this, like, this love story, kind of. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you, yeah. I mean, you can, you can look at it in many ways. I think I was looking at it definitely my glass half empty when I said, Oh, I'm just so stubborn. I couldn't do anything else. But I think it was like, no, I was just, this is all I loved. And you know, if you can look around and (laughs) there's other things that you love just as much, well then maybe you should do those, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, because for me to stick with something that I, that I don't love just because I'm worried about what the kids at high school at our reunion are going to say, like, that's pretty pathetic, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you know, like, I think... Don't even go to your reunion if that's the case. Like, lie about inventing post-its. I don't know. <laughs> but the point is... That movie's um, so good. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie's so good. Um, no, but I... Uh, yeah, it's life is too short and nobody really cares. Like I think ultimately we are truly narcissistic beings. And so uh, we worry so much about what others want for us or what others think we should be doing. And at the end of the day, it's what we want. And so, you know, you do you. And if, and if, I mean, unless it's like, chopping up heads and putting them in the fridge like <laughs> do, you know do what you've been, you you've as been long into as, too many horror films right I know I know <laughs> like why did you just go there <laughs> right I don't know why I did that's so weird <laughs> but I guess yes I'll pig- piggyback I agree <laughs> yes yes <laughs> for the axe murderers out there I'm not trying to encourage you <laughs> Well, thank you. Like, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I think your story is super inspiring. And I just, and and there's something about just the, the persistence, like you knowing that like you have something to give and, and you're giving it and it's like manifesting in ways that like you're finally able to reach your goal and the end goal. And I loved that. I just want to reiterate that. I love that you talk about, Um, It's not about like how to get there because there's many paths to get there and kind of staying open to what that means. And I love it. And I love that you also named about like following what makes you happy and what you love. Right. Well, and you know, in my case, like, you know, yoga is another love. I do love it. Um, not in the same way. (laughs) We have an open relationship, Uh, but, um, you know, I think too, like, because we were talking about consciousness, finding that just like hour and a half a day to just quiet your mind and turn off your phone and just be, just, just do that. Like, are you carving out? Oh, oh, I'd love to hear this. Are you carving out an hour and a half every day? So your practice, your personal practice is about an hour and a half every day? Yes. Every day. Wow. Look at you. That is like, that's dedication. Oh yeah. Well, I, again, I love it. Like if I didn't love it, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't do it, but well, no, believe me, I'll have a wild night. The night after the Oscars, I should not have been standing. And I was not only standing, I was standing in tree pose, <laughs> like way too early in the morning. Um, so you go no, every just, day at the same time at the same studio? Yeah, I do. Good for you. And is it um, an hour and a half of yoga or is it yoga and meditation? 
Um, I mean, it's pretty much just yoga, but of course, yoga is a meditation, really. It is. Um, it's, it's a moving meditation. It's a moving meditation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just find that so important. Like, for that hour and a half, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner and or what I'm going to wear or or uh, the audition that's ahead. You know, I don't I don't think about anything. I think about the breath and so important. That's it. So and that's important. so it's it's hard. That's really hard to do. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, and so um, how but long, I think it's really important. Like, how, how that long I, have you been doing this? Um, 17 years. You've been an hour and a half every day for 17 years? That's right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> okay, like, like you're, you're seriously blowing my mind because, like, I went to yoga training and I'm an Ashtanga instructor and I think I have a pretty dedicated practice for, I'm, I'm not an, I don't practice Ashtanga anymore. It's way over threshold for me, but, yeah. um, like, I feel like I carve out time to sit almost every day. I'm pretty good with like doing yoga fairly often with my meditation practice. Like I'll sit and then I'll also do some like stretches, but very Hatha like yoga. And when I talk to the average person to have even a daily like check-in with, with self for like 15 minutes, that's like profound. It's a serious, like most people aren't doing that daily. And to hear that you're, at the level of an hour and a half. And I'm just saying this from like, um, somebody who's, I studied with Patabi Joyce and like, this is like the path. Like, I mean, they, they seriously talk about like carving an hour every day, um, in order to really connect with your true potential, like your internal true potential. Um, and also shed like some of the ego that doesn't allow for our, our internal um, true potential to arise because ego will kind of dampen dampen our decision-making skills. And for you to piggyback that you've been doing an hour and a half every day for 17 years, like, makes me feel like this is, like, somehow super correlated with uh, your ability to manifest what you want to do in Hollywood. Oh, wow. Would you, would you say that might be true? Yes. I think, um, again, I never quite connected the two, but I think being super present and, um, remaining calm in times of, uh, extreme stress and, um, just, staying calm and t- breathing uh, and, and, and with razor focus. Mm-hmm. These are all skills that you learn in yoga, which are absolutely necessary mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood. I mean, I, I think about <clears throat> all those years when I was driving the red book truck into the shopping mall and, you know, and you name it, everything else. I mean, I was literally, like, running into these auditions where, you know, wearing clothes that I basically somebody just spilled ketchup on me because I was, you know, waiting tables at half a dozen different, you know, random spots. Like, and so for me to walk in and be like a super, like, hi, yes, please give me, you know, entrust in me your, your sitcom. Like, that was just... That was absurd. Like, why would anyone do that? <laughs> Nobody even wanted to give me their lunch order, much less their, you know, a uh, 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 three-picture deal. So, um, yes, I think, like, like we said, being centered and focused and present and listening, these are all things that I just wasn't doing because I was too busy running around town trying to make, you know, $12 an hour. So, um but you know, and it's hard being 20 is tough. Oh, it is. Um, so, you know, would I do it any other way? Yeah, but I don't know how, like I, I just kind of needed to tough that out. Right. Um, so, but yes, I think absolutely. These are skills that I, they just took time to sort of develop and yes, they absolutely helped me. I mean, I, I can feel when I leave a yoga class, I'm like a totally different person. Yeah. And 
I'm the, I, I'm the kind of person that could walk into a room and and book a book do, uh, book a job. Right. You know. Whereas nobody's gonna cast my scattered pre yoga ass. Like forget it. Right. Like, why would anybody want to do that to their television show? Like just ruin it. Right. Basically. <laughs> I, I like, so like, so like, would you say, so would you say you're centering with yoga, like daily, um, gives you the ability to be in the world that day in the way that you want to show up. But like, if you were to, and see, so this is what like the, like the Sanskrit speaks to, um, that like, we do need a daily practice to recenter, to stay focused, to be the to be who we want to be basically showing up every day and the first that starts with like connecting with ourselves um and and I believe like um we are divine like each of us are divine so whatever that means like the universe I don't I don't really care what people want to call it but like connecting with that piece of ourself and then we're able to like go into the world with with that deepest part of ourself forward Versus, like, if you miss a day, you're scattered. You're saying, like, you're scattered. Is that, like, more anxiety? Is it just more difficulty connecting? And you're you're finding a difference when you miss a day versus, like, not? Because, like, I, my, my practice, and I'm, I'm asking, like, in a real way because I feel like I have theory and I have enough time that I can see a difference, but my my practice isn't as dedicated as yours. And I, I kind of wonder if I – if I upped the time and I got to a place where I'm like doing the hour every single day, like with no missing, like what, what I would find, uh, it manifests like for me in the world, um, daily. Cause I struggle with like anxiety and I struggle with like my anxiety, like manifest in like, Oh my God, like, uh, like just, I'll, I'll be like, burning out fires all the time and like fires that aren't happening FYI. Um, and so I kind of wonder like if I'm not, if I'm not doing that, then like, what would I actually be doing? And like, if a yo, if doing yoga, like instead of like my 10 to 20 minutes a day, like was up to an hour, like if I would have that clarity, because I mean, that's what these, like these, like our, our social construct, um, doesn't really allow for us to do it, but yet you're doing it right. Despite, uh-huh. despite like our social construct, not being like the perfect condition to be able to do it. And, and you're having these breakthroughs. So you're kind of inspiring me to like, want, want to give it a go. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Well, I do. I do think that we cre- create our own realities, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so, yes, I think, my yoga sort of sets the tone for the day, you know, like you decide if you want to be doom and gloom and, you know, wake up on the wrong side of the bed or not. For and sure. For sure. Like yoga for me, first thing in the morning, you know, it just sort of like cleans it up, you know, clean slate. Okay. Right. And now we go. And then the rest of the day is sort of like, I've, I've sort of laid out the, the red carpet for the, the rest of the day. Like it's right. all easy going. Like I've already done the hardest things I could possibly do. Right. You know what I mean? I've just held up my own body weight, <laughs> you know, over and over and over. I've, you know, and, and not to mention, I mean, you literally walk out feeling just totally euphoric. Oh, totally. And totally. So, you know, it's that, that the way you like, breathe and just feel like a, a whole nother person like that's the person I want to spend my life being right so right. you know and and people want to cast that person guys want to date that person right I want to be that person right so like if I you know I can choose if I want to be like dumpy nobody you know I don't have work no, I'm I'm single. <laughs> if I want to be like that, that's my choice too. That's right. But um, yoga helps me, you know, <laughs> not be that person. Yeah. Well, and I just because I, just, I can't be like I feel too good. I've got to skip in my step. I can't, you know. Right. I've got nothing to feel sorry for. For I'm, I feel fantastic. Right. No, I love it. I love it, and I think that you're just like kind of like upping. Like, like, do you know how? Well, for me, anyway, I, I like. 
that onion metaphor, that ridiculous onion metaphor, um, keeps coming back is so true. Like, I, I think I know this, like the core of me somewhere knows this and I've, I've discovered it in, in places where I'm like, Oh yes, when I do this, like that's true. But then for whatever reason, life gets in involved and in the way, and then like something has to like be put to the side. And somehow like my yoga practice is the thing that like slips to the side and although I sit daily I think that there is something different with like having like an active body and mind that like kind of burns through something that um that I'm like remembering as I speak to you and it's like yeah I needed this conversation like I I like needed for multiple reasons you're speaking to things that like feel super true and like I'm honored to like I'm honored to A, hear your story and B, like to see this unfolding as as you speak about it, like to see your struggles and your woes and like how you've coped with it and how it's like became something beautiful. And like, how awesome is that? What, like what a beautiful life story, right? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. It's super beautiful. I I mean, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know how, uh, this is going to sound lewd, but you know, like, uh, when, <laughs> let's say you hook up with somebody, okay? Okay. You, you, you put out this, like, there's all of a sudden this, like, sexual energy surrounding you. Right. And it's like, and then other people want to hook up with you. That's it's like right. this, like, there's just something that, like, it, like, sex begets sex. Right. Like, I, I think this is the exact same thing. Like, right. it's like... It's this thing that makes me feel good about myself. And then, and people want that. Right. They they want that in their life, whether it be to hire that, to date that, to, you know, just invite that to their party, you know? Inspire, inspire somebody to do that. Re-inspire somebody to get back in touch with that. Like, yeah, there's something real about like where you're speaking from. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like we have a choice. Like yep. you can be in a dark place and believe me, I've been there. But and when you are in the, in that dark place, then maybe maybe being fully light is not or fully lit, I should say. Maybe that's <laughs> not um maybe that's unattainable but at that, at that moment. So at the very least, try to find like just a little gray, For like sure. just a little glimmer of, mm-hmm. you know, a little flicker of light. You yes. know what I mean? And sometimes we need the pendulation of darkness to light in order, like in order for our growth to like happen. Right. I mean, like I, I really believe in like two steps forward, one step back or regression in service of, um, progression or all of, all of those things I like, I like seriously believe in. And I don't think, I think that there's something about, um, the dedication to practice that you're speaking to that for whatever reason, um, hasn't fully, or I, or maybe, maybe I've just made excuses. Maybe I'm finally in a place where like, I don't want to make the excuses of why I'm not doing the practice. Or maybe I like, I feel like as I'm saying this is like, I, I feel like maybe I'm ready to like have that dedication where before it just felt like, holy shit, every day, like every day, like, no, that it just felt overwhelming where like, I'm for whatever reason in a space that that actually feels doable right I mean well I mean it goes back to what we're saying in terms of just what makes you happy like if listen if you try doing it every day and it doesn't if if it doesn't make you happy like if you're literally like loathsome like oh no back to the yoga studio no girl listen to that you know I I love yoga I love yoga but that's what I'm saying like you were saying yourself um uh, that, you know, something, sometimes something's got to give and lately it seems like it's yoga. And I mean, I feel you like being a single mom, la la la. I mean, that's a but lot. But it's excuses it's a, also, right? I mean, like, so then. At the end of the day, yes. Right. So, you know, I, I mean, I think about my own self, like, believe me, I have so many little projects that I'm like, yes, I'm getting to that. Oh, you know, yes, it's happening. <laughs> and they're not happening. Like I am not getting to those things, period. But it's only because I've chosen that. Like right. I have decided that I need to go to yoga more than I need to fix my computer or, 
uh, call those people back or, you know, whatever. Like, and it's kind of like that old expression, like, he's just not that into you. Like, (laughs) guess what? Like, if he really wants you, he's he's calling. Yeah. He'll be over. Yeah. Like, you know, he will not let you go. Well, and like the same thing, like I, I am not over yoga. Like I I, I am that into it. Like there is no way that I'm going to put that off. Whereas believe me, my computer issues will never be solved because I'm just (laughs) not that into them. Like (laughs) Well, I just and don't care enough. well, and there's something else about, and I think that like, isn't being named yet that like the self care and the self love and like the commitment to self that I think is super important. Right. I mean, like the only way we can really go out in the world and help and change and be is if like, we're doing that work internally too. And there's something about you putting you first. That's what I'm hearing. Like you love it. It's that important. If a phone call has to like not happen, then it's not happening because this is ultimately like something you love and it's for the betterment of you. And like, you're, you're making yourself a priority. And I think that they're like from in the mental health field, like that's huge to get to that space. Like seriously, it's like one of the biggest gifts. Well, I think I appreciate that because I think now, right now, it's very hip to, like, call each other narcissists. Like, I don't know if you've seen that Amy Schumer sketch where she's, they're all diagnosing each other. And, of course, they don't know. They're not psychologists. They're just women with Zinfandel. Um, But I think, you know, yeah, I think a little bit of narcissism is actually, like, healthy and important and um and I mean it's one I live in a city that sort of is breathes narcissism (laughs) and you know a lot of people here suffer from extreme amounts um and in fact my entire industry is sort of based on it but at the end of the day I think like I said I mean we come into this world alone we leave this world alone. Yes, we do. Like at the end of the day, like you just gotta take care of number one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it is number one, like yeah. at the end of the day. So yeah. um I you know, I, I I mean I'm I don't know if I'm fortunate or um unfortunate that you know, all I have is myself to really worry about. Like, I don't have, a, um, you know, a baby to worry about or, you know, uh, other stresses, which, like I said, maybe that's a blessing. Maybe it's a curse. Um, I mean, I've chosen that for myself, too. Yeah. Let's face it. Like, I did decide, like, if I'm going to pursue this career the way I have, like, it's going to require 110 percent all me all the time right which is something like a mom just can't do you know period right so um you know there's it's a sacrifice at the end of the day but not if that's what you want that's right well it can still be both right I mean I think in in ways like a part of you might be sacrificing right I mean and right um, but I don't know what I'm sacrificing because it's I don't think of it as a sacrifice because it's what I want you know what I mean right I think it's, again, it's listening to yourself and what is it that you value? What is it that is important to you? Yeah, and like, I, think, I uh, think that that's what you keep coming back to is, like, this clarity of, like, super knowing your direction and what is important and what you love and what is a priority. And, like, I, I feel like that is, like, that is, like, the message, right? I mean, like, being that clear and, like, your yoga, like, it sounds like your yoga has... Um, and your practice has like made you super clear. I think so. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I mean, and then also you always knew that this was the direction too. Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, absolutely. I think it's all, it's not necessarily hereditary. It's not necessarily environment. It's a little bit of it all. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Like so And congratulations on all that you're doing and like all that's coming up for you. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. 
Oh, super fun. I look forward to hearing about your practice as it, how it develops. And listen, if it makes you feel any better, I do take like a Saturday off every now and then. Like <laughs> it's not and if you do, it's okay. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think balance and moderation is important and and I th- and I think it's cool that you're speaking to that as well. I I just think that um a lot of what you're saying is kind of like I already have a, like a slow burning flame kind of there and you're kind of like igniting it and like reminding me of some of the qualities when I had a more like Ashtanga I did practice seven days a week and I was serious like for like three years I was serious it was like every single day and I studied with Patabi when he would come in town I'd fly from Arizona to San Francisco just to study with him and there was something about me my drive and my clarity with self um, that actually, if I'm going to be serious, like it was scary. It kind of scared me. I think, I think getting that real with myself kind of freaked me out. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and maybe like, that's just my like experience with, um, you know, I, I believe in fractal formats and like, I have this thing where it's like, Oh, I totally get it. And then I kind of let it go or I totally dive in deep and then I kind of back out. And so something similar with my practice, but I was super clear and I felt really good every day. And listening to you speak is like really reminding me of that. And I don't know anybody else in my life right now that has a practice that's this significant um, to speak to that. And it was like, it's really awesome just to hear you say it because it's like, oh yeah, that. Sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, that, that thing. Um, Yeah. So thank you. And um, everybody who listened today, I will um, put... Naomi's bio up so you can read about it. And if you want to leave, do you have like websites or? Sure, of course. I'm, uh, my website is naomigrossman.net. Although souping it up is um, one of those things that's on my back burner that I don't know if I'll ever get to because I'm busy at yoga. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if it's a little outdated, um, that's why I'm at yoga. Um, <laughs> I'm of course on social media. I'm at Naomi W. Grossman across all platforms. I'm verified, so as long as you see the blue check mark, you know that's me. And how about how about you send me the links too, and I'll make sure that they're added to when I um, upload it to SoundCloud, and then also when I put it on social media, so people can find you more easily with the link to um, our actual podcast. Does that sound good? Absolutely. And you just send me a link when that is up, and I'll make sure I share it as well. Thank you, and everybody who's listening, um, this is a free podcast, and I intend to keep it free from now until eternity. And my trajectory is that I get enough followers and enough people um, enjoying what I'm doing that I will have some passive income coming in through advertisements because I have enough people listening, as well as people who are listening who happen to have money that they would like to donate um, for the cause of getting mental health out there, exploration of consciousness, and just inspiring people to do what they love. I really appreciate all of the support. Thank you so much. Coleology is also on iTunes now. And one day, I will also have a website up, but I don't yet. And that will be www.coleology.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.